1700 KBGG, Trent Condon and myself with you uh, Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking sports with you. Ben Visser, Cedar Rapids Gazette, he covers Iowa State. He was at Media Day yesterday. We will pick his brain on the 17-18 Cyclones men's basketball team in about 20 minutes or so. Look forward to that. And then Chris Level, uh, RedRaiderSports.com, uh, part of the Rivals site. He covers Texas Tech. He's their sideline reporter on the radio broadcasts. Uh, he was in West Virginia last week. Did you see the beginning of that game? Got a little spirit, uh, a little animated. Almost a brawl broke out. Oh, Trent. really? The, yeah, the Big 12 today. Uh, came out and reminded coaches where the players and coaches are and aren't allowed to be prior to the game. So they don't want a repeat of that um, at any time in any field coming up. And it, it came close. I mean, it looked like, you know what, about to go here. Right. This fuse is about to ignite. Like the old Florida State-Miami before the game. Remember those? Well, you know, speaking of Miami, it's funny you mentioned Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Oh, I know what it was. It was Monday night. Frank Gore, right? Yes. Former Hurricane. Um and I was looking at that 2001 Miami Hurricane National Championship roster. Oh. 17 of those guys were first round. 17. 17 players 17. on the roster. Listen to the running back room. These are the three. These are the two running backs ahead of Frank Gore. Ahead of Frank Gore. Willis McGahee. Who was one. Who was the other? At the U. Early 90s. It wasn't Najee er, Diamondport. He was the He was the fullback. Remember, I was telling you about one of the players that took a crap in a in a sorority member's closet. Yes. It was Najee Davenport. Okay, okay. <laughs> Who was the other? Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis was the starter. McGahey was the next man in. Frank Gore was the following one in. And Clinton Portis, a name that I haven't heard in years. Mm-hmm. Denver and the Redskins. Yep. yep. And what was the weird shtick he had where he had a different outfit he wore in he, the interviews? Yeah, he would, he was, um, he dressed. Yeah, I mean, almost like a cross dresser, quite honestly. Yeah, he yeah. would, he would show up to more so in Washington. I don't yes, remember him yeah. doing that in Denver. Um, but that team. Feathers and boa and big yes. hats and one day dressed head. up as a pimp, you know, yeah. just all over no, the place. No doubt about it. How about the tight end on that team? Jeremy Shockey. Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. How about the number one receiver on that team? Just retired. Just retired. The face of this relatively new NFL franchise. The face of it. Who is it? Andre oh, Andre Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I I was getting there. I was yeah. getting there. Ed Reed. Ed Reed is on that team. Uh, Sean Taylor is on that team. Middle linebacker. Vince Wolfork is on Dan that Morgan. team. Dan Morgan, I believe, was on that team. Um, it's ridiculous. No, it's crazy. Philip Buchanan. And then the next year they get beat by Ohio State. And they did. That was not a very good Ohio State team. It wasn't. But you remember the, the local tie to that team? Oh, Seavers. Todd Seavers. Todd Seavers. Yeah. Ankeny's own. Ankeny's own. Uh, Bryant McKinney, offensive lineman, ah. is on that team. 17 first-round picks. Speaking of uh, Ankeny, they still got some pretty good kickers up there. Yeah, but I think Peter Rome. I think is it Peter Romay? Romay was his last name. He was the guy that he was there when it, when it was one school when it was mm-hmm. just the Hawks. He was the guy that sent Schlicker, the kicker. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Yep, there was a bunch of them in that era uh, that went on. Their latest ones going to Penn State. Yes, yeah, all that centen- and Centennial. Good athlete too. Is he? You know the uh, the kid from Dowling that went down Matthew Hack mm-hmm. and punted Arizona State mm-hmm. and had some opportunities uh, at least to have some tryouts in the NFL. Yeah, he was a really good just football player. Mm-hmm. He played wide receiver for him. 
at Arizona State. They ran some fake punts for him because of his athleticism. Same thing with Pingar. Really good athlete, really good defensive player, in fact. And uh, yeah, don't be surprised if a time or two in his days at Penn State, not just kicking, but also maybe a couple trick plays up the sleeve there with the Nittany Lions. Yeah, I wouldn't be a bit surprised as well. You know who else was on that team? And he played for the Bears. DJ Williams, remember him? Yeah. He was a Bronco. He was a running back. Mm-hmm. Switched over to the linebacker. Denver drafted him in the first round, and I think he ended with the Bears. I want to say, yeah, maybe he was hurt a bunch at the end of his career. But man, just what what a stacked football team that one was. So, all right, college football. Let's go down memory lane with you. Okay. When you think of the best college football team that you've seen, well, I think the one we just talked about was one of them. But I, I don't. When I think of the U, when I think of Miami, well, I don't still forget, think of the 80s and 90s. Okay, don't forget, I'm, I'm in Canada till 89, and college okay. football didn't matter. Right. It just didn't. So our frame of reference in college sports probably is probably very similar. similar. Yeah. yeah, probably similar. When I first got here, um, I remember at Prairie, we would do excursions. One mm-hmm. week we went to Kinnick. The next week we went to Jack Trice. Okay. Um, just, you know, the camaraderie thing. And, you know, I, I'm in. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that's that's really the, we would watch the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. and I remember doing that since I was a little kid, watching the Rose Bowl at Grandma's house on New Year's Day. But that was about it. So I really, my point of reference is kind of like yours. I mean, there's some really good Nebraska teams. Yeah, that's that's still the one, the '95 team. '95, probably right. And watching Tommy Frazier run through that oh Florida defense, God. just an absolute shellac. Mm-hmm. I think people forget, though, that era. We didn't have a national championship. That wasn't the second-best team in the country they beat Florida that year. Florida was good. Right. They ran through them. Right. But the, Florida was probably more a top-ten-ish team as opposed to even a top three or four. So maybe that—but that team was so good. And the way they played in that game, that one still sticks out to me. You know, the 97 team, I don't think as much. Nah, probably not. I mean, there was some good LSU team uh, in the early, in the mid two thousands, and the Alabama teams they all seemed almost merged together. Well, recently, yeah. yeah. When you're looking at the last, well, oh nine was the first mm-hmm. of them. So, over but the last since seven, then, yeah, it yeah. just was that the one with Derrick Henry. I don't remember. Was no. Ha Ha Clinton Dix on that team? No, yeah, I don't. Remember. I see what you, you mean. You know, yeah. you're just yeah. because it's just all it's yeah. it's the Crimson Heisman and the winner, White the Heisman winner, right? Yeah, the Heisman winner, yeah. That's that's the problem, I think, for this Alabama team when you're trying to find one. Is there just one? There's mm-hmm. four of them. That's Who's the most dominant college football player? See, I've got two. Barry Sanders. And that was probably I right will, before. Yeah, I, I, I missed him at Oklahoma State. And that would be, it seemed like they played a lot of like the evening, the night games on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And that was a time we didn't have, DirecTV obviously wasn't around. Sure. Where I lived, it was... Three channels. That's mm-hmm. all you get unless you had a big old dish. And my uncle did. So I go to his house every once in a while and watch some night ESPN mm-hmm. games. And Barry Sanders seemed like he was always, it was probably two games, but it, in my mind, right. as an eight year old, it was always on. He was so, I mean, he was just a different level. Oklahoma State teams that weren't very good. It was him, it was Thurman Thomas and him before. Mm-hmm. But he was a different level guy. So that's always what jumps out to me, number one, all right. is Barry Sanders. Where do you go? Cam Newton. All right. I remember this because I bet on it. Right. But those first couple of games, he wasn't very good. No, but you they could see. They won like 13-10 against yeah, Mississippi State. You, you could State. see. I, I remember I was working with Peralt at the time, and uh-huh. I remember watching Auburn early in the season, and I could remember him. It was an argument because everything was wrong with Matt. <laughs> if it was if he didn't, if, you know, he had a different take. I can remember telling him, mark this down. Uh-huh. Jizik's got a quarterback. 
Chizik's got a quarterback, and week after week, and then very quickly, about the end of September, he started to come around. Mm -hmm. And by him or Tebow, I mean, Tim Tebow in college, I can remember, look, I'm not a religious man, right? Yeah. But getting as close as to dropping on my knees and hoping before that draft that that Tebow would end up as a Bronco. Really? Yes. I thought, my God, this guy is going to be so good. Look how he dominates. Look at the leader that he is. And he tried to bring those leadership skills to the NFL. For a guy that's an arm quarterback guy. Right. He didn't have it. But it was just everything else around him, right, that just made Tim Tebow in college. I remember him behind Chris Leak. You remember that mm-hmm. they would bring him into the game and, you know, Short the jump yardage. pass. And, yep. um, and Chris Leak was an inch away from Iowa. He was. Was he not? It was, uh, yeah, down to Florida and Iowa and for they him. had some really good teams, talking about really good yes. college football teams. That Urban Meyer era, that era, the Chris Leak, mm-hmm. Tim Tebow pass-off era was really good. Aaron Hernandez. and yeah. I mean, that's a long, long They were stacked. The pounces inside Both of that of offensive them. line, mm-hmm. they were really good. Yeah, those were some stacked-up teams, too. It's, it's fun kind of thinking back. Some you don't of those have to go back teams. too far, no, do you? No, not at all. Sometimes it feels like ancient history. Sometimes it seems like yesterday. But if I had to pick one, if you're taking Barry Sanders, I would say Cam Newton. I mean, when he came back, when he came back in the Iron Bowl, Alabama had him. 24-0? It was crazy after the first. I think it was 24-zip after the first half. Or at one point it was, and then then, then the bag of money, and then is he going to be able to play? And I'm thinking, oh, God, you know what? I don't give a damn. I just want to be entertained. $170,000. If that is what actually happened. That was the greatest deal in college football history. Without a doubt. $170,000 for a national championship? That's all it costs? To put hey, that program on the map like that did? Take a phone call to Ames in Iowa City. If it Ooh. all costs is $170,000. Yeah. Well, you know what? I kind of say that tongue-in-cheek, uh-huh. but if that's all it costs, if that's what it takes, boy, he was so good, Trent. Yes. He was so good. And he Throwing was at the Florida. ball, running the ball. And he was at Florida. He was the yes. parent to Tebow. Right. And got kicked out, right, because he stole a laptop, I think. Like that. I think. I wonder... If that goes differently, Verba Meyer leaves Florida. Because that whole situation, the health problems. Mm-hmm. Took a year off. Taking the year off and then lying perfectly to get the See, I think we're See, I, I think we're, sit, we're sitting in a similar spot this year. This, this is the off year for Bobby Stoops. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, people around the game tell you, no, this isn't like that at all, that he's done. Right. Well, his father passed away. Yeah, very early. Very early age. Yeah. and. People said for years, you know, that it was a wake-up call that he didn't want to be a lifer in mm-hmm. coaching. So the the one guy is Bill Cowher, that for years and years and years. Is he going to come back? And, right. and, and Gruden. Well, I was going to say mantle. there's two, yeah. yeah. And now probably Stoops is the next one that jumps into that line. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the last two. Do we ever see Gruden take another job? Do we ever see Stoops take another job? I, I think more likely to see Stoops because I think Gruden's – Likes his life right now. I mean, he's got a pretty good gig mm-hmm. um, leading up to the draft when those quarterbacks go to Gruden Camp or yeah. whatever. There, there's I don't remember what the show is called, but you know what I'm talking about. Quarterback Camp, yeah. Is that what it Gruden's is? Quarterback Camp. Uh, it, it's it's great TV. I love him on the first day of the draft. Mm-hmm. And then I know, I know that there's a lot of people that that don't like him for whatever reason. I, I don't understand it. Really, I'm a huge Gruden guy. Yeah, Gruden. He Gruden's cracks great. Me up. And and the the fake uh, Twitter accounts of him, yes. saying the obvious, they're they're even better. Yeah, yeah, much like bad. I, I don't know. Maybe announcers are different for me. I, I mentioned I'm not as in love with Romo as everybody else, but the guy. It's his it voice. Like, yes, it's his delivery and the knowledge coming out of his mouth right. is second to right. none. But the guys that get widely panned, mm-hmm. I I seem to gravitate more back to. Uh, really? really, I love yeah. Madden by the end when everybody's making fun of him. 
I wanted more. I was so sad when he walked away. Dickie V, I've come full circle. For years, so annoyed with him. Axe over the axle. Now, yes. you know what? He's paid so many dues. He's, exactly. He just loves it. You though, know what I mean? He was on Twitter defending Patino the other that. day. Yeah. Like, he defends everybody, though. Well, yeah, he, he defends everybody. True. Did you see Gruden and Dick LeBeau in the uh, in the bus prior to the Monday night game this I past week? I heard about it, and I didn't. And what I saw was Dick LeBeau still looks like he's 55 years old. He really old. and truly does. It's incredible. Yeah. Is, is he 80 now? He's late 70s. Late to mid, mid to late seventies, I think. That guy's incredible. Yeah, you talk about evolving, and with you the game. can tell the respect that Gruden had for him. Yeah. No, they showed those days when he played in Detroit. Yeah, you know they they showed they they found some footage and ESPN put that up. You could tell the 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 great respect that Gruden had. He knew he was in the presence of a brilliant defensive, a brilliant football mind is yes. what Dick LeBeau is. Well, yeah, because. The changes and the way that he changed with the game, yeah. zone blitz scheme. You know, that's what I think of first. But then, well, he, that's him. Yes, but right. but he evolved past that. It wasn't yeah. he wasn't a guy that was just stuck. Well, this is how I teach defense. He moved as the NFL moved, and he still well. When the NFL coach. moved offensively and was confounding every other defensive coordinator, Dick LeBeau came up with a way to stop it. Yes, and it's a copycat league, as we all know. And very very quickly, everybody had that. Uh, we'll talk uh, very quickly to Ben Visser. It'll be the first time we ever talked to Ben. Now, Ben is the former editor editor of the Iowa State Daily. Yep. So he's just graduated. Yep. This is his first gig out of college. He's now taken Dylan Montz, who's moved from the Cedar Rapids Gazette to the Ames Tribune and joins us twice weekly. As we've said numerous times, we kind of have a void when it comes to Iowa State talkers that mm-hmm. will join us to talk about them. Um, and you've got one today. Do you not? BC Divide, it's Iowa State Day, right? Yeah, Cody's coming yep. on. Cody will be on. We'll be talking Cyclones with him uh, later this afternoon. So, Big 12 in, in a big game for Iowa State. Big game for Texas Tech, too. Sure, because this is one that I think would sting Kingsbury. I think he's done enough to... Oh, I think that, yes, the seat's no longer hot. Right, right. He's got things pointed in a yep. right direction. But a loss, I think, would... Oh, well, Especially sure? on the heels of last year, right? Yes, yeah. And Chris Level, by the way, who covers uh, Texas Tech, if you haven't heard, if you're late, um, he's going to join us at 140. So a lot of Cyclone talk, but basketball with Ben first. A team that we're still ha- scratching our head yeah. about. Yeah, scratching your head, no doubt. I mean, how many programs are they going to sell if this in the first game at Hill Drive? <laughs> we were looking at some pictures before we went on today. Who is that? I don't Neither know of us these do. guys. <laughs> oh, it's an entirely different year at Hilton Coliseum for the men's basketball. I like to have a roster for the first couple of football games for Iowa and Iowa State, and, and make sure I have that basketball. I don't need it until this year. In most years, right? This year. Might need two. Yeah. Because these guys, I mean, it's not just that you don't know them. You're, you don't know what kind of players. Cameron Laird, what kind of player is he? Mm. I still don't know. Mm. I watched him play this summer in the in uh, Cap City. I went over to Southwoods one night. Oh, did you? Yeah. Watched him play. I still don't know what kind of player he's going to be in mm-hmm. college, though. It, it's a great unknown team. Yeah, whose team is it? Hmm. I guess it's Jackson's by default, right? Yeah. Or do you just hand the keys to Lindell Wigington and say, here you go, kid. It's yours. Drive the ship. Don't drive it into an iceberg. Yeah, and um, the paper today, Petey's article today, said, I mean, he's, he, Randy doesn't think he's a one and done but he floats that out there. So I don't know. Maybe Five-star the kid's kid? got some talent. There's no question about that. Makes the Canadian national team. And, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years ago, I think I was close to making it, and I don't play. <laughs> just, but nobody did. Right. Now it's it's something to make that team. you got to be good to Steve make that Nash team. And a, well, and a, bunch, of, a bunch of no-names. Right. right. We'll take a timeout.
Uh, ben Visser on Iowa State men's basketball coming up next. Chris Level 140, he'll preview Texas Tech and Iowa State. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself, weekdays, noon to 2, 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Hey, what's up? Rooster emoji here. If you're speeding or driving aggressively on the road, take it from me, you're getting too cocky. Slow down and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines. This is a test of the emergency. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 14th and 15th in Indianola. Learn more and register for free at amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS. That's amandathepanda.org, 515-223-HUGS. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent out in here for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, microbrews. Whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. All right, welcome back. It's the uh, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself with you weekdays, noon until 2. Just to clear something up, Trent, from our uh, last little uh, spot there, Dick LeBeau is 80, turned 80 on September the 9th. That was Cyhawk Day, wasn't it? Wasn't it September 9th, Cyhawk? I think it was. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, 80 years old. Looking up at the poster schedule. Oh, there's one right beside me. I guess I've got to look there. Uh, Let's get to uh, Ben Visser. He works for the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Dylan Montz has moved on to the Ames Tribune. Ben Visser saw that opening and claimed it as he graduates from Iowa State in the Iowa State Daily. He's now with the Cedar Rapids Gazette covering Iowa State. Ben, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thank you for coming on. Ben, how's things? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Things are good. Um, obviously, a lot of eventful things happening around Iowa State athletics right now. No doubt about that. You know where we want to start with you because Trent and I are so in the dark um, on on this Iowa State, this 2017-18 uh, version of Iowa State men's basketball. It, it really is a. Um, I mean, it, it's a, it's a massive change. All those kids graduating and all these newcomers that are asked to fill those roles out of some of the. You know, some guys that really laid down some, um, made their mark at Iowa State. It's going to be a different year, Ben, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. You're not the only people that are in the dark. I think Steve Prohm is still a little bit in the dark, too. He's trying to figure out what his lineups are going to be, um, who's going to be, I mean, even who's going to be playing. They only have three returning players from last season, Nick Weiler, Babb, Donovan Jackson, Solomon Young. So, I mean, outside of those three, I mean, the only other player that was on the team last year was Jacoby Long. So, I mean, newcomers like Zoran Talley, um, 
Steve Froome has talked very highly about him. Lindell Wigginton, obviously the five-star guard out of Canada. Um, Mariel Sheck has to sit out a year, but Cameron Lard, too, he, he was on the team the last half of last year, but he had the red shirt due to he came late due to academic issues and getting qualified and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, ben, if there was a if, they, if there was a Big Twelve game tomorrow, and they and Iowa State had to, you know, who would be their starting five in Europe? Would would all three of the you know the returnees automatically get those spots? I'm not so sure that that would be the case. I mean, I would think clearly Donovan Jackson's going to be on the floor. Um, yep. But but after that, Solomon Young is going to start. At least I would assume. Um, yeah. What would his starting five be, in your opinion? Wonderful question. Um, I, yeah, I'd go with Donovan Jackson, absolutely. He's going to start no matter what happens, unless he's hurt. But he's going to start. Solomon Young, Iowa State went 10-2 when, when he started starting last year, so I think he's a lot to start. Um, Nick Babb, I think he has a really good shot to start. Steve Prohm loves his game. He loves what he can do um, offensively and defensively. He's a longer guy. Um, he's going to play that small forward wing position, so he's got some length to him. Um, he can shoot it a little bit, but Steve Prohm really likes his passing ability and his ability to be a playmaker, so I think he's going to get the nod. I think Lindell Wigginton, I don't see a way that he doesn't start just because um, he's too talented not to, and I think Donovan Jackson and Lindell's games are different enough that they can both come the floor at the same time. Um, Donovan Jackson's more of that knockdown shooter. He's going to be more of a little bit, little bit more of a distributor. Uh, Lindell is, from all accounts and from what I've seen at Hilton Madness and other things, he's an explosive, explosive athlete. That guy can get up. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he gets the start. And then that last spot, I think, goes to Old Dominion transfer, uh, mm-hmm. Zoran Talley. Uh, he's got some length to him, too. He's six seven. Um, I talked to him yesterday. I think he might actually be a little bit taller than that. He's got some really long, long arms, um, tall guy. He's not a real good shooter, but he can get to the basket. He's explosive. He's athletic. So I think that's going to be your starting five. Donovan Jackson, Lindell, um, Nick Babb, Zoran Talley, and Solomon Young. Certainly an interesting lineup. You know, Babb, you'd hope that he can shoot a little bit better than he did a year ago. Seemed like he went in a funk there. Donovan Jackson could fill it up. We saw that at times last year. Yes. Went out a run for six weeks where he's shooting over 60% from behind the mark. But it will be different this year. He's going to be a mark man. No question. You know, as Donovan Jackson, has he talked a little bit about that, knowing it's one thing when he got well guys like he played with last year, getting him open threes, and how much more difficult it's going to be for him this season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he said last year he couldn't, because there were so many senior-laden guards in front of him, he, couldn't, he said he couldn't um, show his full range of what he could do on a basketball court. Um, obviously those other guards when he was in got him open because they took some of the pressure away from him. But now that he's going to be the ball-dominant guard, he's going to have to be able to drive and kick. And then if – this is what Steve Prohm said, drive and kick, and then the other guy is going to drive on a bad closeout and try to kick it out to Donovan Jackson. So he's going to have to work a little bit harder to get his shots, and it's going to be a little bit tougher for him. But I, he's, I think he's confident that he can still fill it up from outside. Hello. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, my, 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 my mistake here. Um, who's going to 
if it's not Donovan Jackson, who else? Because last year there were so many options. It was Matt Thomas or it was me true long. It was, it was guys that would, you know, step up and, and willingly shoot. And in most cases, or a lot of cases make that three. If not Jackson as the outside presence, who? For outside presence, um, it's going to, Nick Babb's going to have to see an uptick in his three point shooting outside. Steve Prome really likes, uh, freshman Terrence Lewis. Uh, he said he's been really impressed by his outside shooting early in the game, or early in the season, sorry, early in practice. Um, and then Solomon Young, he can actually shoot pretty well for a big guy. He's going to be that kind of Dustin Hogue type, I think, this year, um, where he's going to go out to the three-point line. He's going to be able to stretch the floor, and if the guy's sagging six, seven feet off, he's just going to shoot it because he is a good enough shot to make it, but if, if the guy has any sort of closeout on him, I mean, Solomon's not going to shoot that ball. He's not a knockdown shooter. But if he's open, I think he has the opportunity to shoot it. And then Lindell, um, he can shoot a little bit. I watched a few of his high school games and a few high school tape and stuff. And he has the ability to shoot from outside. But it's going to be a much different perimeter than last year um, because this, this team is more geared to drive, kick, and slash and those sorts of things instead of just stand at the three-point line and bomb threes all game long. Well, Ben, another guy that's been, at least we've heard, can shoot it is Hans Brace. Where is he as he works his way back, the Princeton kid uh, from the ACL injury? And also the other grad transfer, Jeff Beverly. Where does he kind of fit into things? Yeah, so Hans, um, like you said, getting back from the ACL injury. Steve Prohm said um, Hans just started playing half court five-on-five this week. It sounds like it's a pretty slow process, and they're easing him back in. Um, Steve Prohm said a few weeks ago that they're not worried about if Hans can start in uh, November and December. They're more worried about February, April, and March when the grind really starts. So if Hans doesn't play those first few weeks and maybe even the first few months, first few, yeah, the first month or so, uh, Iowa State fans shouldn't be too concerned about that. The, um, Steve Prohm just being extremely cautious with him. Hans has had a history of injuries. So they're really just trying to make sure he's going to be good to go. But, yeah, once he's on the floor, Steve Fromm said he's been really impressed by him. Um, obviously, like you said, he can shoot it. He's a physical presence down low, so he's got that going for him. Then Jeff Beverly, he's an interesting one. Um, he, his build is like Deontay Burton, except he's two inches taller. So he's going to be able to play down low and bang bodies probably a little bit better than Deontay could. He's not the explosive athlete that Deontay was. I don't think anyone is. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but Jeff has a little bit of outside touch to him. He can shoot from three like sort of Simon Young. When he's open, he'll make it, but anything beyond that, he probably shouldn't be shooting it. Um, but he's going to be – he might be kind of a glue guy is the way I see him. I think he's going to be a physical guy. He's just going to off the bench be a physical presence for Iowa State. Mm, a couple more minutes, Ben Visser, uh, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Ben, as you well know, there was the last few years there was always expectations on this team. Where are they going to go, tournament team, yada, yada, yada. Uh, th- those are non-existent this year. But what do you think yeah. – <laughs> What, what do you think Prohm in the back of his mind is saying, you know, it would be a successful year if? It, what, what's the if? It's a successful year if they make the tournament. Uh, Steve Prohm said last year, or not last year, yesterday, that he'd be doing a disservice to his players if the goal wasn't an NCAA uh, tournament bid. So I think it's a successful season if they make the tournament. If they go, if they win one and two games, that's fantastic for them. But a successful season is the NCAA tournament. 
whether that's realistic, I don't know. They haven't played a game yet. They only have three returning players, so we'll have to see. Ben, if if that doesn't happen, and they're good enough to make the NIT, they pull some upsets, mm-hmm. but you know they're a lower tier team. How do you think the hand base, uh, the fan base, after six straight years of the NCAA tournament, how are they going to handle that? I hope they understand that it's a completely new team. I hope they don't have the high expectations of NCAA tournament or bust, like going a Sweet 16 run. I think fans need to temper their expectations and understand that this is a new team. It's a very young team, a mostly inexperienced team. They haven't played together at all besides three players, and they've only been in Steve Crum's system for two years. So it's going to be a different team, and there's definitely going to be a learning curve too. When I talked to Lindell yesterday, uh, he said that there's going to be some ups and downs this season. These first few months, it's going to be a feeling out process to see what each other can do because they're still learning every day in practice what guys are good at, what guys, uh, what situations they need to be in. So it's going to be a process. So I would, I would ask for fans' patience, especially early in the season. There's going to be some great moments. There's going to be some wild moments where Iowa State turns it on, they click for a game or two, but it, the next few games after that it could go right back down that's just the inconsistencies that come with a really young team Ben great to uh, have you on we appreciate it we look forward to doing this um, you know in the in the weeks to come thank you Ben Visser we appreciate it absolutely thank you guys good to talk to you Ben Visser uh, Cedar Rapids Gazette he is taking over for Dylan Montz at that newspaper recent graduate you know we should have asked him and we ran out of time yeah you know he just graduated right so we obviously he's in journalism Mm -hmm. you would think uh what are they teaching these kids now? Because there's there's no newspapers, friends. I mean, newspapers and you're not learning knows. print. You're right. learning digital. You're learning digital. And is that where it's going? Yeah. Like I look at the athletic for for as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. The athletic is a startup venture. I think it's going to make it. I yeah. mean, they hire the best of the best. They do um, some terrific writers over there. It's the one of the first things I open up. Every day on my iPad is the athletic and read all of, all the guys that used to read in the paper. But is that the future? I mean, what's Ben going to be doing in 10 years? If, you, if Ben asked himself where he's going to be in 10 or 15 years, recent graduate, just got his diploma. Working for a newspaper digital Do you think that's what it'll be? Yeah. And there will still be a newspaper. I, I never, I don't believe a newspaper will completely die. There will be a newspaper for some, but for... 80, 90% of the people, it'll be everything digitalized. Mm. How do you monetize that? That's a great question. The Athletic is Same with the podcasts. Yeah. How do you monetize these things? Yeah, yeah the, the, the Athletic has figured out, but they've spent a boatload of money. They have. They uh, have all of those 10 guys. million subscribers, I believe I heard. Is that what it's up to now? 10 million subscribers. Well, count me amongst them. Yes. And I will be joining the fray because I see Seth Davis tweet something out every day. Mm-hmm. I see uh, Stuart Mandel tweet something out every day, and I click it. I can't read it. And I just need to bite the bullet and do it. Or I could give you my password. Well, we but could that would do be that. cheating. That right? would be cheating. And I, I would be happy to give the three. Give them the support. That's all it costs. It's, it's right. really inexpensive. And support our advertisers if you're listening. We to us. Uh, absolutely would appreciate that as well. We'll come back. Chris Level covers Texas Tech, Iowa State, Texas Tech this weekend. What is it about these Red Raiders? We'll find out next when Chris joins us on the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself weekdays noon to two on seventeen hundred KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if we call bicycles bikes and tricycles trikes, shouldn't we call motorcycles mics? Hmm. Maybe a bunch of guys named Mike teamed up and put a stop to it. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Napa know-how. Even if the forecast doesn't call for rain, it calls for Trico Force Wiper Blades. Now $15 off when you buy a pair at Napa. Because in reality, a little water's no biggie compared to leaky garbage trucks, swarms of insects, or parking under a tree. So grab a pair of Trico Force Wiper Blades and get $15 off. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer ends 10 17 for all the big plays you watch sports for, Buffalo Wild Wings created B-dubs watch and win. So when you watch them happen here, you win stuff here. Like a guy scoring 50? Yep. Or a QB throwing for 300. Oh, yeah. How about crooks on a golf course? Definitely no. But now with the new B-dubs watch and win, you can win real stuff in real time. When you watch sports at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Rewards, events, and triggers vary. Terms and conditions apply. See participating location for details. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conn and myself with you, noon until 2. Final segment of the day. I want to save a couple of minutes, Trent, at the very end to do a little uh, get you on record with the AL and NLCSs tonight. But right now, as we've said uh, throughout the show, time to preview Texas Tech and Iowa State. Uh, he's Chris Level. He wears a lot of hats. Sideline reporter, the Rivals publisher out there. Uh, he does afternoon drive in Lubbock from 3 to 6. Uh, Chris, along with Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thank you for finding time in your busy schedule to talk to us. How are you, Chris? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Good to talk to you. Um, you know, this, this team, this Texas Tech team, when the schedule comes out, and I'm sure it was the same for Red Raider fans, they see Iowa State as they're trying to find a way to six wins. Well, there's a W. Iowa State fans see the Texas Tech game. Well, we pasted them last year. There's a W. This Texas Tech team is, I think, better than a lot of people thought that they were going to be, Chris. What's the biggest difference in your mind? This team this year, is it all about the defense? Yeah, I think that's probably fair to say. I think that they're they're competitive on defense. Finally, I mean, I think they're they're not where they want to be, but I mean, I think that the big thing is they've been able to take the ball away repeatedly uh, in in games, especially on the road. Not quite as much last week, which is probably a big reason why you you weren't able to hang on there in Morgantown. But I, I think that you know before you just you just couldn't you had no answers. You couldn't stop anybody. Now that you're starting to mix in some stops, you're starting to mix in some stops in the red zone and holding some some teams to field goal attempts. And in your first two road games, you had nine total takeaways, and you obviously had just the one last week, but uh, but and that wasn't quite enough. But yeah, that, that's that's the biggest thing. And you're not quite as explosive on offense. Impossible to probably do that whenever you lose a top ten pick like Pat Mahomes. But yeah, I think they're more well well rounded team, and I think uh, Coach Kingsbury wanted to run the ball a bit more too. Well, uh, with the matchup with Iowa State, of course, a lot of people throughout the summer from the Iowa State perspective, had this as a win just because of what happened last year. But not only is this game in Lubbock, we are seeing a lot better Texas Tech squad. Is any motivation being used this week, the 66-10 from a year ago? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that this is a this is a situation where when you go up to Morgantown, it's kind of a free spin of the wheel. If you, you know, and if you, mm. if you, if you get that one, it, it, it's no big deal. You come back home, though, after you lose that one, this is a must win for for texas tech i mean in, in many ways I, I hesitate to say must but i mean this is a this is an important game for the red raiders there's no doubt about that and i think they will they, they, it's not going to be hard to get them focused uh based on last year's result there's no doubt about that but again it's it, if you lose it it's just harder to get to, to six or seven wins but but if you if you win it then you're you're five and two you're two and two in the league and and, and, and you know you get a you get to go to norman oklahoma and again you get to you get to have a free spin of the wheel whereas I think Iowa State comes into Lubbock, and it's their kind of opportunity to yep. maybe get to steal one. 
I agree with you. Chris Level uh, joining us here on the on the program. Uh, Chris, a couple of former Hawkeyes um, with a major, major roles on this team, uh, including the quarterback Nick Shimanek, who's having a terrific campaign, a completion percentage up above 70, touchdowns to interceptions is 18-4. to four. Derek Willies has flashed from time to time. His athleticism is off the charts. He's caught a long touchdown pass. So two former Hawks playing big, big roles. Let's uh, focus on Nick Shimanek and the season that he he's having as he replaces a top 10 draft pick and Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Ken, he, he's learning still. I think for, for as old as he is and a fifth year senior and all that stuff, I mean, he, he hasn't played a ton of football and I think we're starting to see some of what he's capable of, but you also see that he doesn't have much experience under his belt. And so each week is sometimes can be a bit, uh, a, a bit unique of a challenge for him. And, you know, and, and pocket presence and, and when to, when to scramble, uh, when, when to take a chance, uh, when to throw it away, when, when to take the sack. I mean, all that stuff is coming into play, but he's got a great understanding of the offense. He's a little bit limited, uh, athletically compared to Mahomes. He's got a, he's got a not, you know, big time arm strength and, and can make most of the throws. He's been a little inaccurate the last couple of weeks, but I think that, that this is the quarterback. There's no doubt about that. He's had a pretty good year. I mean, 18 touchdowns of the four interceptions through, uh, through six games is not bad. Well, as I was reading through uh, one of your player interviews over at Texas Tech's rival site there, Chris, got a kick out of uh, Vontae Dorsey, played triple option quarterback in high school. They were asking him if he could you know, do the same things that Joel Lanning's doing. He said he's got a 70-yarder in her. Going to guess we're not going to see Dorsey, though, on, on Saturday. <laughs> no, you will. no, Joel, Joel Lanning is one of the most unique players in college football. Yeah. And hats off to that young man for being able to, and Kingsbury has said that repeatedly this week, it's just, it's not just about being able to play those positions, but play them so well. Playing the quarterback position is just a unique deal in and of itself. But being able to process all of that information and, and then let him do all of those things. I mean, yeah, he's a he's certainly uh, an all-conference guy on one on one side of the ball for sure. I saw the uh, the Big Twelve uh, issued a memo or a reminder of some of the uh, the pregame uh, rules that are out there, and, and you were. <laughs> I mean, you were there in Morgantown last week, Chris. Uh, I was. Yes, I was. happened to be watching it at the time uh, and, and saw it unfold. It looked like it was, you know, an inch away from really igniting. Uh, that could have been bad. Yeah, I mean, this is what West Virginia did uh, something similar in Lubbock last year. Uh, they were on Tech's end of the field in pregame this time, and it was just kind of bubbling over. I think it, it was stemming from last year, but. I think that's just kind of what West Virginia does, and and I, I tip my cap to them because in, in some ways it works. Uh, I don't know what the Big Twelve will ultimately do from an officiating standpoint if they'll ever stop it, but yeah, it, it was uh, it got everybody juiced up on Saturday for sure. And then you had several late hits and some personal fouls early on in that game as the officials tried to kind of uh, police it and tried to you know send some messages that we're not going to allow this game to get out of control and things like that. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was a unique environment early on uh, before that game even started, for sure. You know, Chris, I've seen him play. I think I've seen two, maybe three, parts of three Texas Tech games. Two guys jump off the television set. Kiki Kute when he's on offense, and I hope I'm saying his name right. And Dakota Allen, to me, I mean, my oh my, this guy seemed to make the one game I was watching. I don't remember which of the ones it was. It might have been Oklahoma State. Seemed like he made every tackle. He's all over the football field. So Kiki Kute on offense and Dakota Allen on defense, particularly Allen. He's a difference maker yeah kiki's probably the best player on, on the football team period i think he's a, he's got some juice uh, i think that 
they try to get him the ball in a variety of different ways, and he just kind of makes it go in many ways. And he's he's really a yards after the catch guy. You're trying to get him the ball in space and let him let him be a, a player. And then Dakota has probably been the most stable influence that the defense has had for sure. And, and that's a huge reason why they were they struggled so much last year is because he was gone from a you know had an issue in Lubbock and had to go spend a, a year at junior college and then came back. But from a player standpoint, I mean, he's he's this even keel, very solid. Uh, player that just has made you know consistently plays every single game and he makes the plays that are supposed to be made and he made a few uh, you know spectacular ones as well. He's had an interception uh, in each of the first two road games versus Houston and uh, and versus Kansas, which were big because they were both early on in those games. So uh, it'll be interesting to see you know just kind of he can stay healthy and, and and what he can do. And then Jordan Brooks right next to him has done a really good job too. But yeah, you're 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 well versed on uh, who. Uh, Who's doing well for the Red Raiders for sure? Hey, Chris. Before we let you run, uh, Iowa State had their basketball media day yesterday. Uh, we're trying to figure out this team. What can you tell us about the Red Raiders and where do you think they're going to fit in the Big Twelve this year? I, I think uh, they have expectations of going to the tournament. I think anything else, they feel like that will be a, uh, just a miserable failure. But it's a loaded senior group. That uh, there, this is kind of in some ways similar to what you guys had last year with a group that you've mm-hmm. kind of grown up with and obviously that group that uh up in Ames had had so much success and that's not what you had here but this is a core group that went to the tournament two years ago they had a bad season last year i say bad it was 18 wins it's just i think they, they had aimed for, for a little bit more than that there were some injuries and things like that but yeah keenan evans zach smith justin gray uh tommy hamilton who's a depaul transfer they have Brandon Francis, who's a Florida transfer, and they have four true freshmen that I think Chris Beard is gonna is gonna play. But yeah, they will. I, I'm guessing you'll see them pick to be fifth, sixth, seventh, or something in the Big Twelve. But they absolutely expect to go to the tournament this year. Uh, last thing, uh, Chris Level joining us. Chris, uh, it seemed like Coach Kingsbury's seat was hot coming into the year. I don't think it is now. Was it? I mean, that was the perception that he was on the hot seat that he had to, you know, get this team back to a bowl game and, and maybe win that bowl game, maybe win eight games. Uh, was that? Uh, did that seem though like it's the case? And then. I mean, uh, that's gone away now, I would have to think, with the start this team has had. Well, I think that was the case in the offseason in many ways. I think they just felt like, uh, you know, Cliff would have told you the same thing. It's a results-based business, and, you know, you, you, you can't go 5-7 and seven in here, here repeatedly and expect to keep your job. And he, he's an alum. He played here. He knows what the expectations are. And I don't think they're ever asking you around here to get to the conference championship game, which they have now, or win the league every single year, but I think they expect to be in the postseason uh, most every year. That that hadn't happened in two of the four years previous, uh, which were you know he was responsible for. And so I think that uh, getting back to the postseason is certainly key for him this year. But, you know, again, I mean, I think right now it's fine, but you lose the, you lose the game on Saturday and you drop the 4-3 and three and 1-3 and three in the league and, and look out because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of chatter after letting one slip away. Uh, they're in Morgantown, and it'll certainly get louder if, if you drop another one. RedRaiderSports.com. Chris Level joins us. Chris, great to catch up with you. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Good to talk to you. Chris Level, uh, RedRaiderSports.com. He's the sideline reporter during the uh, on the radio broadcast of Texas Tech games as well. All right, Trent, a couple of minutes left mm-hmm. here. ALCS this afternoon. We didn't even touch on the Yankees yeah. and Houston, that Houston bullpen. Uh, and you identified it very early. You thought that that was the Achilles heel to this Houston team, as good as they were in the bullpen. Bet them yesterday. Here come the Yankees, two apiece. And I mean. Look at who the teams that are winning are, how they're built. And yeah. that was my concern the whole time with the Astros. 
And the Cubs. And the Cubs. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cubs get it done tonight. Oh, they do? They get it done. Okay. They force a game five, and that's okay. what ends, because I told you before. It's not Dodgers a bullpen game, is it? No, Arietta is excellent. And how far does he go, Trent Condon? Uh, seven? He, does he no, get into the no, seventh? No, 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 no. Six, Six and, and a third? third? Oh, okay. same page, same okay. page. Yeah. I hope you're right. How about the ALCS? Who's going to go back to Houston with the lead? I gave you a winner yesterday on this one. Well, have, we both like the Yankees. Yes. I don't have a feeling here. I just, where are you? Keiko's so good. He is? He's a Yankee killer. Yeah? I think that Houston gets him. I've done a little homework on this game, Trent. I'll jump on board with you then, because uh, I... No, I'm going to go the other way. Taking the Yanks. I'll take the Yanks. Momentum. They like being down 2-0. Yeah. 0-2. They do. <laughs> and then they went 3-0. Yeah, that's true. And they do it again and uh, go in for the chance to clinch in Houston in Game 6. So you believe there's baseball up against Raiders Chiefs tomorrow night. And that would have to be the NLCS because the American League takes a day off tomorrow. Right. That would be a travel day for them. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will get baseball tomorrow. Works for me. What do you and Jimmy B have today? You and Jimmy B weekdays 4 to 6 on your afternoon drive. We'll be talking with Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation. He'll stop by. Seth Gruen will be talking Major League Baseball with us. Cody Peck from BC Divide on the Cyclones. Kevin Lehman, he's making the trip around Iowa. He's at Drake Friday, mm. Monday in Iowa City, yesterday at Ames. Today he's in Cedar Falls for basketball media days. Oh, it is, yes. So Good. we'll put a cap on that at about 5.35 this afternoon. We'll have to have Kevin, Le- Kevin Lehman on uh, this time slot as well, yeah. uh, periodically. Tomorrow we have Kirk Ferentz at 1 o'clock, Hawkeye fans. Uh, the Hawkeye head football coach will join us right at 1 o'clock. That's going to do it for today. Trent and myself are with you Monday through Friday, noon to 2 on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Hey, it's Jimmy B. 
and TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. We're changing things up at Chili's. Even our song is changing. Our old song was Baby Back, Baby Back, Baby Back. It was about ribs because that was our thing. Everything's getting an update. Our new menu is totally different. We made your favorite things a lot bigger. We made our new burger half a pound. That's much bigger. And the ribs are 30% bigger. The fajitas are way bigger, too. 48% actually. But that's, like, impossible to sing. I don't know. Maybe just let me try it. The fajitas have 48% more fajitas. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby, Chili's is back. Baby Back, Baby Back. Hi, I'm Tabitha Coffey, TV personality and small business advisor. Many of the businesses I work with just need extra capital for things like remodeling or purchasing more products. That's where Cabbage comes in with flexible lines of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has supported over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash transform or 855-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, 855-CABBAGE. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS, and every 90 minutes, someone passes away from the disease. Help provide support to these families and the ALS Association Iowa chapter by participating in this year's Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS. The walk takes place on Saturday, October 7th at Principal Park. Registration begins at 8.30 a.m. with the walk beginning at 10. Registration is free at this great family-friendly event. Join the fight against ALS by walking with the ALS Association Iowa chapter on October 7th. Learn more at walktodefeatals.org. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food. Great service. 1700 KBGG Des Moines. Accumulus Station. Big news.